welcome back to Mini TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today we will be discussing School Spirits, y'all. Yes, Season 1, Episode 4, titled, School Intentions. Yes, y'all, this show is getting better and better by the episode. That's what I'm telling my friend, honey. She done already finished watching the show. Shout out to you, Joe. But y'all, she ain't gonna give me no no details. The only thing she told me is between me and her, we could basically write most of these detective shows because we always figure out who did it before the end. <laughs> so shout out to her. I'm pretty sure uh, she was right on this one. Probably. She's always right. Don't let her know that I said that too loud. <laughs> So anyway, let's go ahead and get into the episode. I hope everybody is having a wonderful weekend. All right, so we start the episode off with Simon. He's in class, and Maddie is trying to persuade him to help her get Mr. Anderson's phone open, okay? She's tried everything. She's picked up his phone. She's tried face recognition. It's not working. She's tried codes. It's not working. She was like, okay, well... He looks like he might have been born in 81 or 82. What about the Dave Matthews band? He, uh, what, what, what can I do to get this phone open? So she ends up asking Simon to go ahead and ask him to check his emails or something. <laughs> Anything to get this phone open, y'all. She is desperate for answers. Why in the world does this English teacher have all of this money stashed in this little side panel? Questions. So... He's looking at Maddie as she's talking. They're in the middle of taking a test. And Mr. Anderson peeps that Simon is like looking up. And so he was like, Simon, keep your eyes on your own paper. <laughs> so as soon as the bell rings, Mr. Anderson is like away from his desk. And he's looking out the window. As soon as the bell rings, Simon hurries up and turns in his test. He hurry, hurries up and snatches his phone off the desk. And he runs out, y'all. Now, we all need a friend like Simon. Now, unfortunately, I'm going to tell you that I'm not that type of friend. <laughs> I mean, but I might be in cahoots to try to get somebody else who's not in that class to snatch the phone because I still need to pass the class because I still need to graduate. Just saying. So he ends up snatching the phone and he runs out before Mr. Anderson takes notice. Okay. So then we go over to Maddie. Maddie is now joining the group again and she's frustrated because she's trying to figure out just what is going on with Mr. Anderson and so when she comes in of course they're talking about what movie they want to watch for this weekend and apparently they seem to be watching all these uh like these five sports movies over and over and over again which Wally is kind of enthused about it but the rest of them are like this is so boring but Mr. M is trying to break up the monotony of everything so which ironically seems to be kind of monotonous since they keep watching the same five movies but whatever so maddie comes in and she ends up asking them have any of them heard mr anderson going on and on about any type of money by chance or you know talking about her um have they heard anything and so everybody is like no and so Rhonda was like girl we are not just lingering these hallways, okay? Just kind of like snooping around, just trying to wait and see if we hear anything about you or about some money, okay? We're not spying on folks like that. That ain't what this is. So she ends up asking, well, do you think any of the other ghosts may have heard anything? 
And as she says this, of course, they all start to look at each other real funny style. So I guess we'll see what that answer is in just a second. So then we go back over to Simon. Simon is ferociously trying to unlock Mr. Anderson's phone and he just cannot figure out the passcode. So then he ends up running into Nicole in the hallway and um, she gives him an update on the print because he hasn't been responding to her text. By the way, where was he last night? Okay. Says that he was busy. And so she ends up telling him that the print that they found, the boot prints that they found, they ended up like tracking those back to some type of a service road or something like that. So she still has the belief that Maddie is still alive. And remember, y'all, she got those tickets to HorrorCon. So there's no way that Maddie is missing this if she's alive. Okay, this is going to lure her out some kind of way. She's not going to miss it. And so Simon is like, look, Nicole, I got something to tell you. Okay, I've been talking to Maddie. And so she's like, yeah, me too. But uh, I, I just haven't been talking to her out loud. And so he, you know, she's going on and on about Horicon and how she believes Maddie is alive. And so Simon ends up breaking into her like, look, Nicole, I know you want to believe deep down in your whole heart that Maddie is still alive. But let me tell you, she is not. OK, she is gone. And so she's like, how do you know that? Just know that I know. OK, I can't tell you how I know, but just know that I know that she ain't coming back. So Maddie is talking to Rhonda and she's trying to figure out just why in the world it wouldn't be beneficial to talk to the other ghosts because apparently they don't. And so she was like, it's kind of like a sleepwalker, okay? You don't want to become a part of their nightmare. So we just choose not to because once they realize that they're dead, then they may go on this continuous loop and, you know, just keep replaying it over and over and over again, which you don't want to get involved in that. And so she was like, yeah, but I'm not really afraid of the walking dead. So long story short, she ends up, uh, I think they, she asked about Don and we see that Don is like going from lunch table to lunch table and like trying to lip bomb and stuff. And so they were like, well, okay, she goes through other people's things. Why can't we just try her? And so she was like, look, the only thing that Don is good for is telling you your horoscope from the seventies. You don't want that. <laughs> no you don't and so then um she ends up telling him like look i'm not afraid of the walking dead okay give me names i need somebody that i can talk to to see if i can get more information and so we'll see what happens with that and i forgot to tell y'all that when simon was walking off from nicole he had walked past the grief counselor and so i'm assuming that she spotted him and she pulled him to the side to try to talk to him and so as she's giving him her spill about, you know, everybody processes grief differently and maybe you and Nicole are somewhere in that weird space where you may feel one thing, but she may feel another. You know, my office hours are this, that, and the third. You can come and talk to me anytime. We hear Mr. Anderson's phone like chiming. So he ends up checking the phone and he realizes that Mr. Anderson has now come to the conclusion or the realization that his phone has been gone okay and so now he's walking out in the hallway trying to track his phone xavier turn not xavier lord simon turns off the find my phone thing and so 
The creep counselor is still giving her spill when Mr. Anderson comes out of the classroom with his laptop. He ends up looking up at Simon. They, you know, make eye contact. He puts two and two together. And Simon hurries up and ditches the grief counselor as Mr. Anderson is walking really quickly towards him. <laughs> it's going to be a nice game of cat and mouse. So then we go over to Claire and Nicole because I forgot to tell y'all a second ago that Nicole is, uh, well, her media class that she's in, they are interviewing homecoming participants and her participant that she has to interview is Claire. Lucky her. And so then um, I forgot to also tell y'all that she's going to hook up with Xavier after seven o'clock um, to go do something to find out some more information. So we'll I'm sure we'll follow up with that later on in the episode. So she's interviewing Claire and she's commending her for saving Ava. You know, that was pretty heroic. OK, you are the school hero right at this point. And so she was like, you know, thank you for. uh acknowledging what I did thank you for electing me as your homecoming uh, as your homecoming participant however the only thing that I'm excited for or hoping for at this particular time is that Maddie is returned safely to us okay we don't want her to end up like Ava um I'm just sad that I couldn't save her like Ava and so Nicole was like girl what in the world are you talking about okay Maddie ain't drowned what you know you know, so they're kind of like going off course right now. And so uh, <laughs> Nicole ends up also following that up with, girl, y'all ain't friends. You talking you talking like y'all was real cool, like y'all was click tight. But since me and Maddie been friends, I ain't seen you not once talk to her. And so Claire was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Um, we haven't spoken in a long time, but we were friends a long time ago. But. I'm just wishing for her safe return. And so as the conversation is getting a little tense, the producer behind the camera is like, Nicole, bring it back, girl, bring it back. You know, come back. And so as she's trying to calm herself down, Claire ends up, you know, saying, well, I hope that Maddie is found safe and unharmed and, you know, that she's okay. I'm praying for a safe return. And so as she says that, they zoom in on her um, on her face, you know, and it's supposed to be like this sympathetic look. But y'all remember her and Xavier had a conversation about um, if Xavier needs anybody to talk to about Maddie, then he needs to talk to her and only her. So I don't know what's going on. Do y'all think Claire knows something? So as Wally and Rhonda are giving her more names, of spirits that she can go talk to about Mr. Anderson possibly we find out that there is a girl that's haunting like the theater because a light fell on her of course we've got the band students and then there's some kid named Yuri but he only speaks Russian so good luck Maddie so as they're giving her these names Simon comes in and he's like look Maddie I need to talk to you like right now and so she drops what she's doing and she follows him right so Rhonda and Wally are looking like, did that really just happen? And Charlie is like, oh shit. Because y'all remember, Charlie was the one that told her not to tell everybody else that she could see Simon and talk to him. And so she goes to go talk to him outside by the bus stop. And he's telling her about Mr. Anderson's phone. And he said that he could try to go, you know, put it back real sneaky like. But if Mr. Anderson is really behind this, then there, it's too late. 
Okay, it would be no point. And so she was like, well, maybe you actually need to go talk to somebody. Maybe you can tell the grief counselor. Maybe you can tell your mom. Maybe you can tell the principal. And so he was like, yeah, no, my mom is already freaked out way too much because of your disappearance and then the blood on the wall. Well, what about the principal? And so he was like, okay, well, how would that sound me telling him that not only can I see you and talk to you, but that I broke into Mr. Anderson's car and then I stole his phone like, yeah, no, this is not going to work. And so they're going to have to figure out another option. And eventually, hopefully they'll find another way back in to try to figure out what's going on with Mr. Anderson. But for now, she wants him to stay safe so he doesn't get hurt because he could potentially be next if Mr. Anderson is legit the one behind this. So then, of course, after he walks back to school, uh, well, while he's talking to her, we see Rhonda and Wally and Charlie walk up and they're kind of all just looking at her like, Bish, what is going on? And so Simon ends up walking off. And so Rhonda was like, I literally like divulged my heart to you yesterday. And you didn't think to tell me that you could see and talk to out like living people. And so she was like, it's just him. Okay. That doesn't matter. The fact is you kept that from us. And so she was like, I wanted to tell you, but... And then she doesn't say anything, but she looks at Charlie. And so, of course, now they both turn to him. You know? And so he was like, I didn't know what to do. You know, this, that, and the third. I, I didn't want anybody to feel any type of way. Well, too late for that because Rhonda is pissed. So her and Wally end up getting into it because she's mad, but she shouldn't be this mad. Anyway, Maddie ends up walking off and... Now they've got to deal with the fact that she can see at least Simon. So there's that. So Maddie goes to try to go find Mina, who is the girl that lives in the theater. So she finally gets up there and she's calling her name. And then she says that she is the new dead girl and a light is shone on her. Well, shined on her. And we know that this is Mina. We'll come back to that. So then we go over to Simon. Simon finally turns over the information that he has, uh, I guess, against Mr. Anderson to the principal. And so he was like, all right, what happens now? And so he says, well, you know, um, this information that you gave me is very important. I'm going to relay it to the authorities and we'll see what happens from there. We'll just have to follow up with it. So, whew. It's too late to go back now, Simon. I hope you're right. So then we go back over to Maddie. Maddie is now talking to Mina, and she was like, did you take the safety course? Never mind that. Are you some actor that has come up here because you didn't get the part, and now you're coming to me to whine? And she was like, no, I'm not an actor. I was just coming up here to see if you had seen my teacher, Mr. Anderson. Um, you know, and she gives a description of him. Older guy kind of scruffy looking beard he always wears the hawaiian shirts <laughs> comes in here often for meetings and possibly to hide a dead body and so she says no that she hasn't seen him up there but she is walking at the top of the theater all the time trying to prevent what happened to her from happening to other kids like her so there's that she gets um, a call over the walkie and that's all the information that Maddie's going to get out of her not useful at all. So then we see um, Xavier and Nicole. They're meeting up because they're finna 
get ready to go to Horicon, I'm assuming, when they run into Claire. And so she thanks her for her time, you know, just talking about Maddie earlier today. And she hands her a um a flyer for her homecoming, you know, run. And so she was like, just in case, you know, you need it. Girl, I don't need a flyer of you to tell me to vote for you when I can just vote for you. <laughs> and she also hands her a cupcake. And then, like I said, she mentions that she's grateful that she got to talk about Maddie earlier. And then she kind of eyeballs Xavier like, but you better not be saying nothing to her. <laughs> Real nice, nasty, right? So they go on about their way. So then we go back to Maddie. Maddie is leaving from the theater when she is um, surprised by Don. But this is right after she actually finds a blue devil um, emblem like she found like simon found in mr anderson's car y'all think that's the same one i don't know but anyway don scares the bejesus out of her um because she wasn't expecting her to be there and she was like girl this is a treasure trove for candy and you know little snacks and stuff the kids leave behind <laughs> and she is up finding like a watermelon piece of candy or something like that and so Maddie ends up asking her, has she seen Mr. Anderson lately? Um, and she was like, you know, to, um, did I see him moving a dead body or anything? And Maddie was like, yes, yes, that's it. And she was like, no, I haven't seen him. <laughs> and so then Maddie was like, all right, well, thanks for talking, you know. And so she says that she's, she mentions that she's going to get ready to go talk to the band kids. And she was like, oh, well. Maybe I should go with you because those banjos can get a little bongo. And lucky for you, I happen to speak a little bit of bongo. So Don is going to go accompany Maddie to talk to the band kids. So Maddie and Don go outside to go talk to the band geeks. And um, shout out to all my band geeks, okay? I was a, I'm a former band geek myself. Love it. All right, so they go outside to go talk to them. And she's telling her that... Um, yes, they did win regionals, but unfortunately, they did not make it to state because of the bus crash. But they really did think that it was that their year that year. And so, y'all, they are playing when the Saints come marching in. And unfortunately, because the drum major survived, they seem to be a little bit off tempo. Um, some people are coming in late, and so the trombone player is like, dude, you know, just follow my lead. You came in late again. And so they're going to get ready to start back up. Um, but Maddie kind of interrupts their flow. And he was like, are you a, mu a musician? And so she was like, no, uh, no, I, I'm not. <laughs> I don't play any type of instrument. Well, there's nothing else to discuss here, okay? We need to get back to practicing because dude needs to figure out when he needs to come in on time. So they're definitely no help. So then we go back over to Simon. Simon is intently watching the police grill Mr. Anderson about everything that's transpired thus far and what he's been able to find. And while he's watching them, Wally is watching him trying to figure out just how in the world he's only able to see Maddie and none of them, none of the rest of them. And so Rhonda was like, oh my God, have you been st standing here, like staring at this dude since, uh, since I left you? Yeah, because he's trying to figure it out. And so she ends up saying, you know, that they've got this very tight bond to where, I guess, you know, he can see past realms or whatever, or he can cross realms just to see her. So 
that's that. So next thing we know, the police are done questioning Mr. Anderson. And they're playing tit for tat, obviously, because now they want to question Simon. So they are ushering him out of the school grounds, y'all. I don't know what they're going to question him about. Surely they're going to think he's crazy for seeing Maddie and talking to her. But we'll see what happens. So then we go over to Nicole and Xavier. Of course, Nicole gave Xavier um, Simon's Horicon ticket because, you know, Simon's been MIA, really, to be honest. And so they're in the car and, you know, just enjoying some snacks and doing some idle chit-chatting. And Nicole, well, she's mainly doing most of the chatting and she can't believe just how audacious Claire was to bring up the fact that her and Maddie used to be friends. I mean, they they really haven't been friends since middle school. So why even try to bring that up? To try to get some brownie points so you can win a homecoming queen? The fact that she sat up here and literally tried to cry on TV because Maddie was missing. Like, get that out of here. It's so fake, right? So she's on this, uh, <laughs> we hate Claire. We hate Claire bash, right? All while, Xavier's over there in the cut, real silent. Okay, and it's not because he's eating on Nolly's daggone snacks. And so Nicole was like, hey, what's up with you? You know, did did you see the way that she was staring you down? I mean, I know that, you know, in the court of people's opinion, you don't look that great. But dang, like she was staring a hole in you, you know. And so, of course, he doesn't say anything. And then Nicole is able to put two and two together and was like, dude, if you don't tell me something right now between what's going on with you and Claire, oh, you're going to be walking. Okay, you ain't finna stay in this car if we don't have this discussion now. So Simon is sitting down at the police station and they're asking him what in the world was going on with him. Okay, and so he was like, why are you asking me? You need to be checking for that money that he has stashed away and all of this other evidence that I tried to give y'all. And so they were like, well, we didn't find any money. Okay. I don't know why Simon thought that he was going to be smart enough to get the drop on Mr. Anderson that quick. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't going to be that easy. So they tell him not only did they not find the money that stashed away in the, like the little hidden panel, but that, um, Mr. Anderson also told them that Simon was the one that found that piece. Okay. And so, the police have made it up in their heads that Simon was an accomplice to helping Maddie disappear herself, okay? So they think that she swapped out her phone and that she, you know, planted some of that evidence like the ticket and all the other stuff and Simon basically helped her disappear, which is far from the truth, but that's what we know, right? So then... um we go over to uh, Nicole and Xavier. They finally have this very difficult conversation where Xavier has to admit all of his wrongdoings regarding Maddie and their relationship and him cheating on her with Claire. And Nicole just, she doesn't have any words for him. So they end up going to a horicon and she gets out. Oh, well, before she gets out, she ends up saying, you know, because you cheated that might be the reason that maddie ran away and so of course you know he says that he feels bad about what happened and he he just feels really guilty for how everything has gone down so 
Claire, uh, not Claire. <laughs> Nicole ends up telling him to just stay in the car. She doesn't want to talk about it anymore. And so she gets out and she goes looking for Maddie. She's asking people, you know, have they seen her? She's showing them pictures and all this good stuff. And then she finally runs into somebody who she thought initially looked just like Maddie, you know, matching height description and all of that. Okay. But when she turned her around, it was not Maddie. So now it is finally like dawning on Nicole, like, oh shit, like my best friend, she might actually be missing or worse, dead, dead, you know. So um, she's still going around asking people, have they seen Maddie when she runs into Xavier? He's got on some type of weird uh, headdress. And so she's getting upset with him because this is all his fault. Okay, and so he was like, look, I understand that you're upset. And if you feel like you want to punch me and take it out on me so, you, you know, you can get through this part, then do so by all means. Okay, but I just want you to know that I'm here to help you look for her. We're in this thing together. I'm here to support you. Okay, so that's that. So then um, we go over to Maddie. Maddie is laying in the grass. And Charlie comes and, you know, gives her a little bit of company. And so he's asking her how she feels about everything. And she was like, you know, I feel very shitty about the fact that my best friend, he's now being questioned by the police and is completely out of my control. I have nothing to do with it. My hands are off of it because he's helping me solve a murder that I don't even remember at this point. So, of course, I feel very bad about it. And so... He wants her to know that um, she's not in this alone, okay? As a matter of fact, um, you know, they all have a backstory as to why they're still here, still kind of like stuck in this weird space. And then we go on to hear his weird story of how him and Emilio came to be a thing. But she knows him as Mr. Figueroa. So we go way, 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 way back and I don't know if this was part of, like, school requirements or whatever the case may be. This might have been some extracurricular, whatever going on, Boy Scout stuff. I don't know. But either way, we go way, way back to when they first met. Charlie was out camping with some other boys. And, of course, um, Emilio comes up. And the other guys are, you know, making fun of them because they they spark up a conversation, Right. And so he says that he's in a new country, but he can't escape idiots, right? <laughs> new country, same stupid-ass people, all right? So he ends up saying that in back where he's from, of course, the boys made fun of him as well because, you know, he had an eye for the guys, okay? And so he lets Charlie know that, hey, we're one and the same here. And so... Of course, the guys start making fun of them. Oh, yeah, you're going to pitch the tent tonight. You know, this, that, and the third, right? So <laughs> so they end up talking later on after they, uh, you know, get settled in for the night. And Emilio takes off his shirt. I was like, oh, okay. So back in the heyday, y'all, there were these, these things called Walkmans and CD players. So I'm assuming he had a Walkman in. Um, cause I don't think CD players were out just then. The CD players that came out like around my time. So he had a Walkman in and y'all, it was a thing when you shared your earbud. Okay. 
he ended up giving Charlie his other earbud because, y'all, he was probably listening to one of his favorite Dave Matthews band songs. I'm down, okay? I love Dave, Dave Matthews band. So, they're listening to this song, of course. They're sharing earbuds. It's a whole vibe between the two, right? Y'all, they even start holding hands. And so, Charlie says after that, they were basically inseparable, okay? They, he fell hard, he fell fast, y'all. And so, one day, they were both at, you know, Charlie's house. And Charlie's parents ended up randomly asking him why they had never seen him date anyone or why he hadn't brought anybody to the house, you know, so they could meet him. And I assumed that, well, Emilio assumed that Charlie's parents already knew about him, um, you know, being out. And so he was like, damn. He had told Charlie behind the scenes that he deals with all of the shit from being gay, but not none of the joy, right? So he was having this conversation with uh, Charlie's parents, and he just basically outed Charlie, okay? And like I said, I'm assuming Charlie's parents didn't know, or if they did, you know, they just didn't want to admit that their son was into guys, right? And so... Charlie, of course, probably heard some backlash after Emilio left, and um, he says that he was so pissed at uh, at Emilio, and so he decided to write him a very angry note, and he slipped it in his locker, and then after that, um, he went to go drown his sorrows and his anger in some fries, y'all. Oof, some high fries with some ketchup. Y'all, come on. Fresh out the grease? Mm. So, this particular day, of course, it was not the grease that he was traditioned to. They used peanut oil, and he passed away. And he said that he regretted the fact that he slipped that note in because in the note, he said, you know, that he, um, he hated him and that he never wanted to speak to him again. And now because of where he passed away now he has to see him every day because mr uh, figueroa is a teacher there so he has to see him and live with that okay and so maybe that's another reason why he can't connect to emilio because of the hurtful things that he said on this letter whereas you know if it would have been something a little bit more lovingly then maybe their spirits could have interacted a little bit longer after Charlie's passing. So Charlie just wants her to know that, yes, you know, I'm not coming here to like shit even more on your parade, but I just wanted to let you know that we're all in this together. Okay. We're all split river devils here. And so she was like, Charlie, why are you a devil? Why are, why am I a bandit and not a devil? And I also forgot to mention to y'all that when her and Don went to go talk to the band kids earlier that day, um, she noticed that there was a Blue Devil emblem on the back of their band uniform. And remember, we found one not only in Mr. Anderson's car, but also in the theater as well. So just a little note there. So it turns out that the reason that Maddie is a bandit and not a devil is because when the kids uh, from the band passed away after their terrible bus crash, there were some rumblings about because their mascot was the devil that there was possibly some bad juju tied to it. And so 
because of that, they decided to change the name instead of um, taking it for what it was, which was an accident caused by them possibly sliding on some black ice or something like that. So they ended up changing the mascot to the bandits. And um, Maddie ends up thanking Rhonda and Wally for, you know, just kind of like coming around um, and not being mad at her anymore. And so she was like, okay, y'all, I'm going to end up telling the whole group tomorrow about you know, Simon being able to see me and talk to me. And so they were like, you know what? Now that we think about it, I think they have finally come around to seeing things Charlie's way. And and so they ended up telling her, no, let's just keep this kind of contained for now and keep it between us four. That way we can try to get everything squared away. Okay, so what now? Well, now they need to try to go find some flowers, which they do. And they actually steal them, but that's not the point. <laughs> so they ended up taking them to our girl, the theater girl, Mina. And she's like, okay, why are you giving me these, even though they're stolen? Well, everybody deserves recognition, and they deserve flowers every now and then. So here are yours, okay? And so she thanks them for the flowers, and then Maddie ends up asking her, does the blue devil emblem mean anything to her? And she says, yes. And speaking of your Hawaiian shirt guy, he comes around here banging all the time. Banging? What do you mean? So she goes, y'all, on stage. She pulls up like this little door that leads to somewhere under the stage. And she lets it go, causing a banging noise. So he goes in and out, uh, um, he goes up and down, like under the stage, <clears throat> excuse me, up under the stage quite often, according to her, okay? And so they follow her downstairs, and they end up finding these band uniforms, y'all, the old band uniforms with the emblem taken off of them and a new emblem for the bandits, y'all. So then... Wally also finds a receipt for said band uniforms um, that cost $38,000. After tax, it was supposed to be a $2,000 add-on because of that, which brings the grand total for the uniforms to $40,000, y'all. So... They ended up taking this back to Simon, and um, of course, Simon is telling her everything that's happened with Mr. Anderson, and he says that, you know, the police only let him go because he promised to give Mr. Anderson's phone back to him. Well, Maddie now has a plan to kind of, you know, hold off on that for a second. She's got something that may potentially tie down Mr. Anderson a little bit longer, until they can find proof that he is or isn't responsible for what happened to her. And so he ends up taking the receipt child to the faculty meeting. And he puts Mr. Anderson's ass on full blast, y'all. Full blast. And so he goes on to tell them that Mr. Anderson had volunteered to pay or... He had volunteered to order new uniforms for the school band, of course. And so all of the money that was raised from the PTO committee 
um, they ended up turning that money over to Mr. Anderson. And Mr. Anderson basically pocketed all of that money, made up this fake company that was supposed to supply them with new uniforms, and he just put the new emblem on the ones that were already sitting up under the stage from years and years past. Y'all, he pocketed $40,000. That's the money that was in that hidden panel. Definitely most of his salary for the year. <laughs> for sure, sadly, but very true. So, Mr. Anderson fakes like he don't know what the hell they talking about at first. But honey, Simon got that big ass joker in his hand and he ends up handing the receipt over as his proof. Y'all, Mr. Anderson then got caught up. So, Maddie is talking with Simon and... They're looking out from the classroom as Mr. Anderson gets questioned by the police. Well, what now? Well, they'll possibly get arrested, um, you know, but it's not going to be for Maddie's murder. And so then, what's next? Well, at least the heat is off of Simon for now. We'll just keep trying to figure out who in the world he was in contact with the night that Maddie disappeared. And, you know, who he's been in contact with involving the money. And so she was like, oh, so Simon takes off his uh, jacket and he places it on, um, you know, like the back of the, the desk chair. And so he was like, I know I can't physically hug you, so this is the next best thing. So she ends up grabbing the jacket off of there. And of course, you know, they can grab stuff, but they can't, like, literally change anything. So... Although she has, like, a copy of his jacket. I know that sounds weird to say. Um, his his jacket is still physically, like, hanging off the dish chair. So she, she grabs it, and, you know, they do a hug, so to speak. And um, that's pretty much it. So he's he's got to figure out just what in the world is going on with um, Anderson's phone and hopefully unlock it and so as they're having this very cute little moment it's very heartfelt Rhonda is outside the classroom looking in okay and so something inside of her brain is like coming together as well so then we go over to uh, Nicole and Xavier Horicon has died down for the night and they are there with a little food truck in the background and Nicole just cannot believe the fact that Maddie isn't there. <clears throat> and so she admits to Xavier that she thinks that Simon might be right about Maddie, something being terribly wrong. And so then we go back over to Maddie. Maddie is finally joining group. And um, y'all, <laughs> it's some type of Patrick Swayze movie. And... Wally finally conceded and let Charlie make the decision about what movie they're going to watch. This is great, y'all. And so Maddie comes over and she hands him a notepad and he's like, what's this for? Well, this is for you to write down what you really want to say to Emilio. And so he was like, you don't have to do this. And she was like, but I want to. I want to make sure that he gets what you have to say. So, of course, we're going to see him use, uh, see her use Simon to give this note to Emilio. 
Oh, so cute, y'all. And so then Rhonda actually joins the group, okay? This is not typically her thing, but she does today. So she goes over, she sits next to Mr. M, and he's like, wow, Rhonda, you're here. Like, what's going on? Because you usually don't join these type of functions. And she says that she's been there for 60 long years. She's seen 60 graduations come through there. People hug and cry and celebrate this joyous occasion. Throw these little fake cardboard hats up in the air you know and then they move on with their lives so she ends up telling him that whatever she did whatever he did to help janet move on she wants to do that as well she's ready to go on she's accepted the fact that nothing's going to change but she's willing to try anything to get the hell up out of there so good for her it's some progress much needed progress so then we go back over to don <laughs> Y'all forgot to tell y'all earlier when her and Maddie were talking in the theater, she was asking about, you know, the the new latest and up-to-date social media uh, preferences like TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat and all that stuff like that, right? Whatever happened to Vine, that's what she was wondering. <laughs> I love Don. So Don um, is at this little movie function as well. And she pulls out a phone, y'all. So she says that she she snagged this phone from a freshman um, who left it in the theater earlier. And so she done she done got the passcode, y'all, and is keeping up with her socials. And so Maddie was like, "How do you know the passcode?" She was like, "Girl, I know everybody's passcode. Okay, this is how I keep up to date with the latest trends and all this stuff, right?" So this gives Maddie the bright idea to ask her about Mr. Anderson's passcode, y'all, and Don has it. So, of course, Maddie runs out, and she catches Simon just in the nick of time at the bus stop, and she yells out the passcode, and so Simon ends up calling the number from the call-off for that night, or last night when he was on the phone yelling about the money and how uh, he didn't want to give that money to Maddie, Y'all tell me why on the other end, it was Claire's voicemail. And so as the phone is ringing for Claire, we see all of the other girls because it's like um, homecoming night. And so everybody's getting dressed, right? So all of the other girls are getting notifications that Mr. Anderson is probably finna get arrested, right? And so Claire is looking like, what the hell? As her phone is ringing. Y'all, and that's how the episode ends. Oh my goodness. This show is getting better and better with each episode. I'm telling you. Amazing. So, shout out to you, Joe. I think we might both be writing this one, okay? If Claire and Mr. Anderson are partners. So, that's all I have for you guys. Please tell me what you think. Do you think that Claire and Mr. Anderson are in cahoots? And just what in the world happened i told y'all that um claire was looking a little suspect uh, the first episode just because but i thought it was from like a jealous perspective but i don't know it might still be we'll see let me know what you think you can reach me at me and you tv reviews on facebook and on instagram you can also reach me at my tv reviews podcast without the s on the end at gmail.com y'all I'm putting little 10-minute snippets up on YouTube, okay? I'm trying to figure out how to increase the, the length of time on YouTube, but I ain't got there yet, okay? I'm just a one-woman show over here. So 
if you got any suggestions or ideas of what type of app I can use that's that's free because I'm broke y'all <laughs> please let me know so I can try to um, upload my episodes onto YouTube so we can spread the word y'all about our family so our family can grow um, if you don't have your notifications turned on please do okay so once your other favorite podcast goes off this one can come on okay that's all I have for you guys. Thank you guys so much. I love each and every one of you guys. I hope you guys continue to have a wonderful week, school week, whatever type of week this is for you, because I started this yesterday, but now it's Monday, y'all. So it's back to the grind, okay? Get on it. You got work to do, money to make, grace to improve. I love y'all. So until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.